Hey, this is Sandin. I'm hosting Brains On today. And boy, do we have a treat for you. We're going to introduce you to some of our best friends. And by that, I mean our podcast's best friends. Because podcasts can have best friends, right? Sure. Why not? Oh, hey, robot. Glad you agree. I mean, we like spending time with these podcasts. They make us laugh. They make us think just like friends. Makes sense to me. We also take long walks together, share ice cream, braid each other's hair. Wait. Podcasts don't have hair. Or do any of those things. Okay, fine. Not that part, but the rest of it's true. So stay tuned and meet some of our podcast besties. First, though, a very special... Here it is. Hmm. Got your guesses? All right. Here comes the answer in three, two, one. My name is Molly Bloom in Minneapolis, and that was the sound of my almost six-week-old daughter, Lulu, making some noises when she gets up in the morning. Uh, I've been taking care of her for the last six weeks at home, and it has been really fun. I've missed working on Brains On, but Mark and Sandin are making some really awesome episodes, and I can't wait to come back and answer more of your questions. Thanks, Molly. Great to hear from you. All right, now on with the show. The first podcast bestie we want to share with you is called Tumble. It's hosted by Marshall and Lindsay, and the show looks at the stories behind scientific discoveries, like how we first figured out that dinosaurs probably had feathers, or how we learned the universe is full of mysterious dark energy. Here's Lindsay. The point of that is to explain how science works, that it's not just one day we discovered that the Earth goes around the sun, but there was a whole process and story behind that. Tumble has episodes on giant toads, bacteria farmers, and their latest is all about bats, which is convenient since Lindsay and Marshall live in Austin, Texas, the bat capital of the world. Bat capital? That's a thing? It's totally a thing. Here's Marshall. Under one bridge in Austin, there are 2.4 million bats, which is about four times as many bats as there are people in the whole city, and about, you know, one and a half times many bats as there are indie rock bands. Well, they do come out around sundown, and then you'll see a lot of tourists lined up on that bridge, just waiting for the bats to come out. I used to row on the river when we would be finishing up all of these bats would be streaming out of the last bridge that we went under, and it would just look like smoke pouring out of the bridge. It was so cool. It's like a massive cloud, but it's all bats. They all go to feed and, like, have their bat parties. Bat parties, yeah! Marshall and Lindsay start their bat episode. Batisode? Nah, whatever. They start it with a question from fifth graders Jack, Jacob, and Kara, who wanted to know, why do bats hang upside down? Here's a preview of that episode. Hanging upside down is like top 10 things that bats do. (laughs) What are the other nine? (laughs) (laughs) Fly. Fly. Hang out in caves. Eat bugs. Eat fruit. Suck blood. Suck blood. Turn into vampires. Yeah. 
Okay, so we know hanging upside down is a popular thing for bats to do, but why do they do it? I'm going to take that question to a bat scientist, but first I asked Jack, Jacob, and Kara how they thought scientists might have found the answer. Maybe they could, like, look at the bats or test their DNA or something. They could also, like, send a probe droid out or something, and then uh, that's, like, not very, that's kind of tiny and not very visible, and then watch them. Kind of like a stalker, but... I guess. Well, I think because, like, to examine their bones, like, because their knees face backwards. Maybe it's, like, also they, like, feel vulnerable, maybe, if they, like, sit on the ground or something. Okay, so maybe scientists go into bat caves and uh, watch them or just like ask them how they're feeling. Like, are you feeling vulnerable today, little bat? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty vulnerable. (laughs) Well, we just so happen to live in the bat capital of the world, Austin, Texas. So I didn't have to go too far to find the answer at the headquarters of Bat Conservation International. Sorry to keep you waiting. Oh, that's okay. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Come upstairs. I met Michaela Jemison, a bat scientist and communications manager for Bat Conservation International. So bats hang upside down for a couple of reasons. First reason is how they evolved with flying. Bats evolved about 50 million years ago from squirrel-like ancestors and they started off you know, mainly gliding, so having a, a thin membrane between their forelimbs and their back limbs. And then eventually they evolved wings. Bats have their membrane part of the wing between both their forelimbs and their back legs, so their wings are attached to their back legs and many of them. So that means that it is quite difficult for them to be on the ground. So being upside down means that they're away from predators and that's particularly one reason why they hang upside down in caves and in trees because it's very difficult for predators to get to them. It is to protect them from feeling vulnerable. Like one of the kids said in the question. Yeah, yeah, they were completely right. So for bats, they don't have much strength in their their lower limbs because they're very thin bones to make them light and able to fly. So that means they have, you know, real struggles pushing off and being able to take off flight from a stationary position. So when they're hanging upside down, they can just drop. Okay, so hanging upside down is just really convenient for bats. Yeah, their bodies have evolved and adapted to it. And you know how Kara mentioned that bats' knees face the opposite way from ours? Yeah. It's true, and it also helps them hang upside down. Their feet are able to clench onto the tree or onto a cave and not actually have to expend any energy in terms of gripping. So when you and I have to grip onto something, you know, we have to physically think about it and we have to extend some energy. It's the opposite in bats. When they're at rest, their natural uh, tendons are gripping. They actually have to... um, extend energy to let go. So that's how, you know, bats, when they're asleep, they don't suddenly fall off the roof of the cave. Okay, so it's like in, you know, our natural position is for our palms to be open, but their natural position is to be clenched around something. Yes, that's exactly right. That's so cool. (laughs) I had no idea. (laughs) So I'm keeping my fists clenched from now on, just so I can be more bat-like. But so how do scientists know all this stuff that they know about bats? That's a really good question. We do a number of things. There are ecologists, 
um, so like myself, where we go out and we study bats in their natural habitat and learn from what they're doing, learn from their behavior. So, you know, one of your uh, kids said probing, you know, maybe setting up cameras. We often put up infrared cameras and watch what they're doing. Do you consider yourself a stalker when you do that? <laughs> well, no, I don't know about a stalker, maybe just a, uh, a, a friendly observer. That's, that's, that's but the bats didn't ask you to go there. <laughs> that's true. They don't know that you're outside looking at them. <laughs> well, that's very true. But you know what? You'd be surprised how many bats are flying around your house and you don't know that they're looking at you. So um, not that they're all that interested in us. Unfortunately, we're not a tasty bug. But um, I think it goes both ways. Thanks, Lindsay and Marshall, for sharing that clip and for coming on our show. You can check them out at sciencepodcastforkids.com or just search Tumble in your podcast app. Another podcast we want to share is called The Show About Science, and it's a show about science, (laughs) which makes a lot of sense. The name fits. It's also hosted by a very talented dude named Nate who interviews scientists, science communicators, and sometimes his mom. I should probably mention Nate is five years old. So, Nate, tell me, how did you start podcasting? How did you get the idea that you wanted to do a show about science? Well, I was visiting my dad's office when I said, I want to make a podcast. Then dad said, okay, we can make podcasts here. What do you want to name it? I said, show about science. Then he was like, okay, who do you want to interview? And I was like, my mom. And then we went to the podcast room and started recording. So your dad works for a company that makes podcasts? Oh, yeah, he does. Tell people who've never heard your show what kind of things they can expect on your show, what kind of stuff they can hear. You can expect all sorts of science. My most recent one, I don't think is out yet. It's bat biology. Next one is going to be the history of science. Very cool. So why did you want to do a show about science? Why science? It's my favorite subject. In chemistry, you can, like, make new things. And in geology, you can find real cool rocks. And that's exactly what I did today. I found a lot of, of rare and cool rocks at school. Do you have any advice for other kids who are interested in science? Basically, follow your dream. Don't live a life where you don't follow your dream of what you want to be when you grow up. That's my advice. That's really solid advice. Thanks, Nate. You're welcome. Find out more by searching The Show About Science in a podcast app. In the meantime, here's a clip from Nate's show where he spoke with Joe Hansen from the YouTube hit It's Okay to Be Smart. They talked about megafauna. Megafauna. I am not familiar with that term. What is it? It's, you know, fauna that's mega. Duh. That's not an answer. Ugh, fine. Nate, um, please remind us what megafauna is. Megafauna means the giant land animals that used to roam the earth. Right, 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 right. It was on the tip of my mind. Almost had it. Anyway, here's a clip from the show about science featuring Joe Hansen. Do you know any creatures' names that are extinct? 
I do. Actually, some of my favorite creatures around that I've ever heard of don't live anymore. Obviously, we have dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs, and those aren't around anymore, like Tyrannosaurus rex, Stegosaurus, and all those. But there's also a lot like, um, have you ever seen a woolly mammoth? Uh, I've seen that in the field museum. Yeah, exactly. They've got really big ones there. One of my favorites is called a giant sloth. Have you ever seen the sloths that live in the jungle today? The really slow animals that climb the trees? No, but I've seen pictures of them in shows. Well, a long time ago, thousands of years ago, actually, where we live in the United States and all the way down into Central America and South America, there were sloths that were as big as a car. They could reach all the way up into the tops of trees. Those were part of the megafauna. Exactly, megafauna. You know, we used to have a lot more big animals around, and a lot of them just disappeared. I mean, can you imagine if you went out hiking in the woods and you found a saber-toothed tiger? Oh, goodness. If I were a caveman, I would just run away so fast. Me too. It's not like a kitty cat. We would not want to try to pet that. Because of its colossal jaws. Exactly. I don't think I would want to get anywhere near those jaws. I know. Want to be besties with our podcast? Of course. It's easy. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're brains underscore on. Or find us on Facebook. We've also got a SciTastic newsletter with lots more recommendations for things like comics, videos, and websites. Subscribe to that at brainson.org. Okay, are you ready? Yep. Wait, you don't even know what's coming. Who cares? I'm ready. That's a good attitude. All right, here it is. Bum da bum the Brains Honor Roll. These kids are Brains On's best friends because they've sent us drawings, questions, mystery sounds, and high fives. Here they are. Maya and Zoe from Bellingham, Washington. Owen from Oregon. Ellie from Oak Park. Cashin from Missoula. Hugo from Wellington, New Zealand. Lily and Leo from Tacoma Park, Maryland. Nico, Josephine, and Ronan from Sterling, Virginia. Reagan from Dayton. Eleanor from Tulsa. Jonah from Cross Plains, Wisconsin. Nora and Quinn from Oak Ridge, Missouri. Justin from El Cerrito. Tata Milana and Mac from Maryville, Tennessee. Sachiko and Joe from Springfield, Virginia. Gwenny from Tucson. Claire and Noah from Ashburn. Raleigh and Jack from Brussels. Chelsea from Lexington, Kentucky. Maxwell from Oakland. Nick from Cincinnati. Cypress from Fayetteville. Sadie from Westport. Elena from Atlanta. Ivy from London. Emmy and Lizzie from Kirkland. Yamina and Adiv from Thornhill, Ontario. Dominic and Darcy from Germany. Eli and Lolly from Seattle. Eli from Dunlap. Zora, Nairobi, and Akila from Columbus, Ohio. Ella and Ezra from Indianapolis. Juliet and DJ from Pennsylvania. Sammy from Hastings on Hudson. Vincenzo from Thurmont, Maryland. Echo from Berkeley. And Teva from Golden Valley, Minnesota. I know we already had a mystery sound, but I kind of want some more. And we've gotten so many great ones lately from listeners, so let's listen to a couple of them. Are you ready? Mystery sound. I'm Aurora, and I'm nine. I'm Ewan, and I'm eight. I'm Reese, and I'm six. We have a mystery sound for you today, and here it is. 
Ooh, that's a good one. Thanks, Aurora, Ewan, and Reese. All right, got your guesses? The answer is, that's the sound of apples being sliced. All right, let's do another. Ready? Hmm, to me that sounds like an engine shutting off or maybe a bee landing. Here's the answer. This is Jake from Beijing, China. That was a sound of fireworks in Chinese New Year. Jake says, these are the spinning kind of fireworks you light on the ground. Cool stuff. Thanks. Okay, here's one more. Think you got this one? Really? All right, here's the answer. That was the sound of our whirly pop popcorn maker. It spins so the heavier kernels fall to the bottom and pop. It makes me wonder if it's going to explode. I'm Rowan from North Carolina, and I'm six years old. Thanks, Rowan. Another podcast bestie we want to introduce you to is called Story Pirates. It features weird, wild, wonderful stories written by young authors. Here's Story Pirates host Lee Overtree to explain how it works. We go into elementary schools and we do creative writing workshops with kids and then take the stories that the kids write and give them to professional actors, musicians, puppeteers. Then we go back to the schools and we perform those stories for the kids who wrote them. We also have a radio show on SiriusXM that plays weekly. We do a podcast and uh, online video and all sorts of things like that. And can you give people a taste of what kind of stories you could expect on Story Pirates? They're not all pirate stories, are they? Oh, no, no, no. In fact, most stories are not pirate stories. We're Story Pirates because we steal stories just like regular pirates steal treasure. We steal stories. You know, so most of our stories are pretty diverse in terms of what they're about. The great thing about kids is that I think they're way funnier than adults. I think they are way more interesting and surprising and unexpected. So what they're writing is always totally fresh, sometimes strange, sometimes really touching. There's a story we just did, a story called Polar Bears, and it's written by Callie Thomas, who's a third grader from Mill Creek, Washington. And Callie's story is about a little girl who wakes up one morning and she's sick, really sick. And the way she's getting sick is that she's turning into a polar bear and no one knows what to do. They take her to a doctor and the doctor knows exactly what the cure is. And to find out what that cure is, it's pretty weird. You're going to have to listen to the podcast to find out. Thanks, Lee. So I bet you kind of want to know what the magic cure for this polar bear disease is. Yes, I am on pins and needles. Metaphorically speaking. Me too. Let's listen and find out. Here's the story. Tiffany, wakey, wakey. <laughs> oh, time to get up, Tiffany. It's a beautiful day. Come take a walk with your mother and me. Oh, oh wonderful animal imitation. Now come on, get up. <laughs> I don't feel good. You don't feel well. Now let's not have bad grammar get in the way of this lovely day. Time to get up. Honey, her voice does seem deeper today. 
I feel sick. Maybe it's from that French dip sandwich you ate last night. What do you call that sauce you were dipping it into? Achoo! That's right. Harold, I think she may have a fever. Oh, no. Well, you're a doctor. What's wrong with her? Well, she's very cold. Can I get a blanket? She's growing tufts of white hair all over her body. What's this hair? And her throat is red. I think I just want a cup of hot tea, and then I'm going to watch the prices And she seems to have developed a nasty roar. Well, well, what is it? I can't figure it out. Here, let me have a try. I'm a well-known kidologist, an expert on kids. So that's what you do. Let's see. She's small. Uh-huh. She's wearing footy pajamas. Okay. And she has 20 pounds of dead fish in her bed. Okay, that's not normal. Yeah, not for a kid. I'm sorry to say, I have no idea what's wrong with her. There's only one thing to do. I'm calling the pediatrician. Great idea. He's a doctor and a kidologist. Hello, the doctor's office. Doctor, we have an emergency. Our daughter's sick and we don't know what to do. I'll drop everything and be there at once. Doctor, I came as soon as I heard. So this is little Tiffany. <laughs> Not so little, huh? Yeah, she's growing very quickly. Please help us, doctor. All right, what are the symptoms? Well, she's developing a cold, wet nose. Uh, her hands are turning into paws. I see. And she only wants to listen to music by seal. I was afraid of that. When did this start? Yesterday, we went to the zoo and a polar bear missed her. I see. That's how she got the sickness. Please, doctor, tell us what's wrong. Well, in my expert opinion as a doctor and a kidologist, I'm afraid your doctor, your daughter, is turning into a polar bear. (gasps) How do you know? Well, I'm also a... Polar bearologist. Well, what do we do? Well, move to the Arctic Circle and cancel her surprise birthday. Polar bears hate surprises. This can't be happening. How can I get my daughter back? Well, there is one way, but it's very strange. Well, we're never going to survive this unless we get a little crazy. All right, well, crazy this is. Tiffany has to eat five pizzas a day. What? For how long? As long as it takes. Also, people have to stay a hula hoop away from Tiffany, or else they will turn into a polar bear. Wait, an actual hula hoop? Or or just the distance of a hula hoop? An actual hula hoop! Where did you learn this? Kidology, polar bearology, medicine. Medical school? Hi, I'd like to order five pizzas and one hula hoop. What do you want on the pizza? I get one with fish, one with caribou, one with seal. No, no, not that kind. Yes, leopard seal's fine. One with beluga whale, and one with fresh mozzarella, olives, spinach, and mushrooms. And an order of garlic knots. Thank you. Uh oh, the change is quickening. Uh, let's just hope they get here fast. Hi, you're totally... No time! Okay, quick, get her the pizza! Now we wait. Oh, Tiffany, the white hair is disappearing! Oh, my voice is bad. And her paws are hands again. I feel so much better. Well, over the next few days, everything will be back to normal. Her teeth will become less sharp. Her nose will dry up. But as for her love of Seal's music, there's nothing I can do. Baby! No, no, Tiffany, Tiffany, stop. Sorry, I love Seal. Oh, Doctor, how can we ever repay you? Maybe I can have a slice of that caribou pizza? Not on my watch, Bubba! She bit my finger! (laughs) Seriously, it really hurts! (laughs) The end! Story Pirates has a lot more to share. They even do live events. Check it all out at storypirates.org. That's it for this episode of Podcast Besties. Say goodbye, robot. Goodbye, robot. Funny. 
I think I need to readjust your humor settings. Thanks everybody for listening. Stay curious. Stay curious.